0: Launched, Float back in 2012. Now 2,000 customers paying 100 bucks a month, 200 grand a month in revenue, up from 130 grand a month in revenue just about a year ago. They do that via $5 per seat. 50% of their new revenue is coming from expansion, essentially seat ads on historical cohorts. They are bootstrapped, profitable, 15 people, remote locations between really all over. Founded in Brooklyn, 3.5% logo churn per month, but about 0% net churn because of that expansion we talked about earlier. 900 bucks to get a customer, nine month payback period. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest-growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Glenn Rogers. He's the CEO and co-founder of Float.com, the resource scheduling app helping agencies, studios, and firms keep track of who's working on what and when. Float.com is bootstrap profitable and 100% remote with Glenn currently based in Australia, where he has A ready access to a good flat white all right glenn you ready to take us to the top let's do it all right man so what does uh first off congrats on being bootstrapped and profitable talk to us about what the company does and what your business model is
1: sure so we help teams
0: keep track of who's
1: working on what and when And they are typically agency studios and firms folks that value keeping uh, track of time because their time is money uh, so we uh, have been doing that since 2012 and and we have uh, charged $5 a seat for the privilege. And so that's how we make our money.
0: Okay. And generally speaking, are we talking like teams of 100 signing up or what's the average new logo paying per month?
1: Yeah. So they're paying about $100 a month. So it's team sizes around average of 20 people, but
0: from two to 500. Yep. And put this on a timeline for us. When'd you launch?
1: 2012. 2012, okay. Profitable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been doing this a while. It was a nights and weekends gig. Um, obviously, 100% bootstrapped. So we kept our day jobs for the first couple of years, and we hit profitability around year four. Profitable since.
0: How were you covering the losses up to that point? Was it your own money?
1: Own money, and uh, we kept our day job as long as we could.
0: Ah, I see. So you would just take less salary, essentially. Exactly, exactly. Um, okay, and then how many customers have you scaled to today?
1: Almost cracked 2,000. Oh good. Companies.
0: Very good. Yeah, 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 That's good. I mean, so can I take 2000 times a hundred bucks a month? You're doing 200 grand a month right now in revenue. Yeah. Almost. That's great. And what were you doing about a year ago? Oh,
1: so we did last year, we did around, uh, so we two 2.3 this year. We 50% growth. So 1.7.
0: Okay. So just to be clear, like this month or January, 2019, (coughs) you're doing 20, sorry, 200,000 bucks a month. If I go back to January, 2018, you're saying you were doing about 120, 130 grand a month.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You bang on 129.
0: Okay. 129. Perfect. Um, that's great. So good growth. Where is most of that growth coming from? How, how do you have, how have you managed to sign up 2000 logos? Look, we've been hard
1: at it. It's predominantly word of mouth and we've been fortunate. Paid, we're still working on, but we're doing a pretty good job of. Again, uh, about 50% of, of new revenue is coming to expansion as well. So teams growing with us.
0: Fifty per, Okay, say that again. 50% of new revenue is coming from expansion. They're adding a number of seats or some other expansion revenue?
1: Number of seats. We have a single product, so it's all uh, new seats.
0: Okay, so you don't have any feature-based upselling and there's no usage-based upselling, like number of resources managed or anything like that?
1: No, we're keeping it simple deliberately for, for both our team size and, and for the product.
0: So for someone paying you a hundred bucks a month in year one, you're saying they're probably going to expand to about 150 bucks a month in year two. Typically. Yes. Yep. Add two or three seats. Exactly. That's great. Interesting. Do you have anyone driving that on your team? Like an, like a customer success rep or an inside sales rep or no?
1: No, look, all inbound. We don't do outbound. We do have one uh, sort of enterprise level uh, sales manager that handles those 300 to 500 team accounts. But predominantly, look, you know, we're, we're sort of that SMB level uh, SaaS where we focus on the inbound and do our best job with those that uh, contact us.
0: Mm-hmm. And what is the team size today? How many people? 15. Oh, 15. Good. So small, scrappy, like a little SWAT team. Is everyone based in Australia or are you remote? No, in fact,
1: there's only uh, three of us here in Australia and and everyone else remote. So my co-founder is back in New York where we founded Float and then the remaining around the US and then Europe.
0: Oh, so you were in New York and you moved away.
1: I did. I returned home. I was in New York for seven years and that's where I founded Float with my co-founder Lars uh, in Brooklyn.
0: Very good. All right. And what about churn? Kind of at this price point, churn is critical. What is it today and how do you keep it low?
1: It is. It's a, it is a critical metric. We look at, uh, I mean, net churn is around 1, uh, 0%. So we're, we are getting some uh, benefit from that expansion, but gross churn around 3.5, customer churn around 3.5. Yeah, per month? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So so again, 3.5% logo churn per month, you know, call it 40-ish percent churn annually, but your 50% expansion makes up for that. That's why you're at net churn zero. Right on. That's great. The, the people that churn, why do they churn? Do they, first off, are... Are they are the ones that churn doing the activation metric? You know they need to do and still churning, or is it that they're never getting to that activation metric?
1: It's a bit of both. I think for the most part they're hitting an the activation metric. Like we're you know it's a fairly intuitive product. It's visual. You know resource planning for the uh, for the second part though, there's, there's folks that just churn out. It's a low price point. They have folks that need to use internal systems. They have no control over. They close their business. They you know they're small shops. They move around.
0: And when you're when you're onboarding these new folks, you said a lot of it's word of mouth, no touch. But if you look at your fully weighted CAC, I mean, what's it costing you to get a new hundred dollar month customer?
1: It's a tough game. We're looking at around nine hundred at the moment
0: per so okay. months. And it's where a, where, and do, you sp- where do you where do you spend that?
1: AdWords. I mean, we've really got it, uh, laser focused now. We're looking at AdWords. We're looking at directory listings. The sort of the cut here is the the G two crowds. Um, we've really cut down, I guess, the number of channels so we can do a couple really well this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I meant to ask you earlier when you talked about uh, where everyone's based, you mentioned you were founded in Brooklyn. So do you have a U.S. subsidiary with you know, Lars up there or no?
1: Yeah. So it's a U.S. based LLC out of New York. You
0: I know. see. I see. Interesting. So, um, just, uh,
1: yeah. Back in Melbourne to be close to fam.
0: Yeah. And and how do you, I mean, do you play in the same spaces like a monday.com or no? Is that different? Would you call not call them a competitor?
1: No, we wouldn't. We'd, we'd sit alongside them. And I think a lot of folks look at it that way. They look at project management and task management as one, one uh, use case. And then they're, they're going to forecast their time and figure out you know, how they're going to handle you know, 100 projects and 50 people. And that's where they come to float to, to visualize that planning.
0: Yeah, I just know, you know, Monday's model, it's I mean, they've raised an incredible amount of capital and they're spending it everywhere they possibly can right now. I mean, it's just a land grab game.
1: They certainly are. And look, You know, I, I look at the data and I look at where, why our folks are choosing us and it's because we're, we're pure play. We do one thing really, really well and they'll continue to do that if we
0: do that and we do our job. Any plans to raise capital?
1: No need. I mean, we're profitable. We're happy. We've got a great team. We're uh, growing when we need to grow and we're hiring when we need to hire.
0: I'll I'll be devil's advocate for a second. If you know and you're confident in your cohort data and, and it is 900 bucks to get a new customer, let's say you could spend a million bucks in that channel today. You have to wait 9 month, months to get that money back. So you would you could effectively spend capital in that channel if you had it to drive additional growth. You've chosen not to raise capital though. Why not
1: we're comfortable. We're profitable. We're happy. I'm taking home a decent amount of cash, and 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 so are our team members. Look, look, look. We we feel our our, uh, our uh, point of difference is defendable and we think our business is defendable. We'll continue to make decisions where we need to make decisions, whether it's raising more if we need to raise more. I am still uh, finding, you know, just given the percentage of uh, customers that find us, say seventy percent plus word of mouth, um, that putting more fire underpaid right now isn't the most uh, exciting move for us.
0: Mm -hmm. Got it. makes good sense. Um, so, I mean, when you, you said you're profitable when you have cash left over at the end of the month, where do you put it?
1: Investing, investing in growth. So we're still very much in growth mode. We're looking to hire uh, more great engineers, uh, more great team members to, to continue growing. I'd love to double our team in the next 12 months.
0: And how aggressive are you doing that? I mean, will you drive to a point where you're burning capital and then let revenue catch up or will you get a revenue cushion first and then hire up to revenue? No,
1: probably the, the former. We're looking to more aggressively grow this year. And that hasn't always been the case, but now we're seeing a bit more of a predictable engine. We're starting to really get behind that and, and get ahead of it.
0: Yeah. Have you would you guys ever consider using something that's not VC to drive growth? Something like a like non dilutive like venture debt or something like that, or no?
1: Some things like that are more interesting to me. Again, someone writing us a check isn't interesting to me. And I think if we had the right partners in the right uh, relationship, yes, um, that, those
0: kind of things make more sense. Glenn, are you just an equity control freak? You don't want to give up any?
1: <laughs> control freak makes it sound like a, a dirty word. There's nothing, <laughs>
0: by the way, I mean, I'm doing that, on, I'm saying it like that way on purpose, but there's nothing wrong with that, by the way.
1: I don't think there's anything wrong with running a profitable, healthy, happy business. No, no, no. 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 That wasn't my
0: question. That was not my question. I agree with you there. My question was on the equity. Are you guys hypersensitive to that? You really just want to hold on to that control?
1: Oh, now we're profitable. I think it's a a different conversation, right? Like, you know, ask me five years ago, that that would be a very different question. I would have been a lot more comfortable. But, you know, now we have a a lot more uh, comfort and a lot more leverage.
0: Yeah. How do you do? You, I mean, do you ever do an exercise where you try and manage the opportunity cost of not spending more or not driving growth faster because you haven't raised or you don't have additional capital behind you?
1: Oh, look, we look at the numbers in front of us. I mean, yes, there's always that question mark of, you know, could we accelerate faster? And, and we always balance that and, and, and figure out, you know, what, what's the right move at the right time. And for now, it just doesn't make sense for us. And I just then, think it's so know, difficult to, to calculate
0: opportunity cost. That's what I'm asking, really. I really? think most entrepreneurs make this mistake. It, well, actually, it's not a mistake, honestly. It's just a white area. It's just, it's just an area that's an unknown, which is how do you quantify opportunity costs? The what ifs.
1: Absolutely, and at the end of the day, you just measure. It. Are you happy? Are you feeling comfortable with how your business is running at the moment? We are, and for that point, we don't uh, chase uh, a change or a dramatic shift up in that.
0: Yeah, yep So, so back to the venture debt question. I mean, have you have do you have open conversations there right now, or no? It just might be something you consider in the future.
1: No, we obviously, we entertain conversations all the time, but but nothing uh, on the table.
0: Yeah. All right. Very good. Uh, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, is there a favorite uh, business book that you've got? I love Shoe Dog, Phil Knight. Yep. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
1: Mike Cannon-Brooks here in Sydney, Atlassian.
0: Uh, Yes. We had Jay actually on uh, Simon's the other day. Great interview. Oh, awesome. Number Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the company? Slack. I mean, it
1: keeps a remote team in business. Number four, how
0: many hours of sleep do you get every night?
1: Getting a solid eight, but I've got a baby due any day now, Nathan, so it's going to shift real quick.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, so married to any kids already or just the one on the way? No, this is the first. Oh, that's very exciting. And how old are you? About 39. 39. Okay, last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew, Michael? Or Glenn, sorry. (laughs) That's all right. Stop chasing job titles would be my tip. Surround yourself with smart people. You said stop chasing job titles? Yeah. Yeah. Surround yourself with some smart people. Yeah, guys, good stuff there. Stop chasing job titles coming from Glenn. Again, launched Float back in 2012. Now 2,000 customers paying 100 bucks a month, 200 grand a month in revenue, up from 130 grand a month in revenue just about a year ago. They do that via $5 per seat. 50% of their new revenue is coming from expansion, essentially seat ads on historical cohorts. They are bootstrapped, profitable, 15 people, remote locations between really all over. Founded in Brooklyn, 3.5% logo churn per month, but about 0% net churn because of that expansion we talked about earlier. 900 bucks to get a customer, nine-month payback, Period. Glenn, thank you so much for taking us to the top.
1: You're amazing, Nathan. Load on, man.